Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we will be walking through the Psalms, picking out our favorite passages. We are focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We will see how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We will point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are going to praise Him, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 23. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I'm Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. And we are excited to spend the next few moments with you walking through a very familiar psalm, and that is Psalms 23. This is read at funerals. It's read in times of stress and trouble. It's read many times to give people a sense of comfort and peace because of the knowledge that God is in control and that he wants for us to have this abundant life that he gives us. And it shows how he follows after us. And I believe he, he is chasing us with his goodness And it is my prayer that as we go through this psalm and you really look at it, perhaps in a a more detailed way than you've ever looked at it before, that it strikes you and that you stop and allow God to just cover you with his blessings and that he doesn't have to chase you down to love on you and to give you the things that he has for you because he has said that he has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I believe that there's probably no more widely known psalm than Psalm 23. And I'm pretty certain that there's no passage of Scripture any more able to give you a sense of comfort and peace than this passage does. Erica, would you read Psalm 23 for us, please? I would love to. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. As been our custom as we have started walking through many of the Psalms together, we take it verse by verse or at least small chunks of each passage. And so it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you know, we see so many instances in the scriptures, especially like in John chapter 10, where he talks about being the good shepherd and that the good shepherd watches his sheep. I am so often reminded in my life of how Jesus went after the one. Ninety-nine of them were good. And right there in front of him and doing the right thing. But one sheep went astray. And he went after that one sheep and brought it back into the fold. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, if I got a 99, I was more than happy. I didn't need to do anything else to try to move that to 100. Erica perhaps might have been different, <laughs> but I was good with the 99. And for most of us, 99% of anything is acceptable, if not good. But Jesus loves all of us. And no person is beyond his grasp or not worth his love. In Romans chapter 8, we're told that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. We're so often reminded of how he fed 5,000 with two fish and a few loaves of bread. But what we forget sometimes in that same account, Erica, is that when everybody had eaten, he sent the disciples back to go and pick up the fragments, and they filled 12 baskets full. Now, all of us know that if he fed over 5,000 people with two fish and a few loaves of bread, he definitely didn't need those fragments as a picnic lunch for tomorrow. No, I believe what he showed us was that everybody counts, that there are no disposable people, that there is nothing that we could ever do to separate us from the love of God that he speaks of in Romans 8 and demonstrates in John chapter 3. And when we think about the Lord as my shepherd, that is personal. And he is all we need. And when we get an understanding of that, we don't want anything else but him. Absolutely not. And he's, I love that when you talk about the 99 and, you know, and the one, he's our shepherd when we're in the 99, and he's our shepherd when we're the one that has gone astray, right? He is, he is our shepherd all the time, no matter what. And I love just thinking about what the shepherd does and that the shepherd, you know, keeps the people together, or the, the sheep together, right? And, the, and he, he leads them to what they need and he takes care of them and he, um, you know, buttons them up at night and, and keeps the, the wolves away, right? The shepherd is always, always looking after his sheep. It's not just in the morning. It's not just in the night, but that is just the shepherd's job. And I love that this verse says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because I have the Lord watching over me all the time. I'm not going to be in want of anything. Amen. Verse two says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. 
And green pastures is such a picture of relaxation, of full getting what you want to eat and love it and having all your needs met. And I love that he goes by the still waters because if the waters were choppy and wavy and running, it would be difficult to get a drink from it. But see, we know that when we drink of Jesus, we will never thirst again. And even in this passage of scripture, as the psalmist David is laying out what he is laying out in this passage, he's letting us know that We don't need to want anything because we will be content in him when we realize who he is, and he will provide all of our needs exactly the way we need them. To me, those green pastures always speak to to rest and to absolute provision, right? Like a pasture is, is perfectly green when it has had just enough rain and just enough sun, like just enough of all the things. Right, too much sun and the, the pasture would be brown. Too much rain and the pasture would be flooded. Like it's just the right amount. To me, a green pasture speaks of enough. It's just enough. And I, I also think to me that it speaks to rest, right? If I were to lay down in a green pasture right now, I think I'd have no problems taking a really great nap, right? So there's, there's this rest aspect to me that I think comes with that you know, perfect green pasture. And I love how you say, you know, we have to have still waters. We come to to still waters. He he stills our waters for us, right? And he leads us to those still waters. And you were talking about resting in the green pastures. And verse 3 says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And he restoreth my soul. He gives me rest. He replenishes me. He strengthens me. He supplies all that I need in my physical, emotional, and in all things. I love that idea of restores and like restoration, right? He res- he's restoring it to where it's supposed to be. He brings my soul to where my soul is supposed to be, not where my soul has strayed from or not where my soul has gotten worn out, right? He brings my soul to where it's exactly supposed to be. And in doing that, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, right? So that that says to me, like, the Lord gets my soul to where my soul is supposed to be that I might then live the way he wants me to live, I believe it also speaks to the verse in John that talks about 10.10 that he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I believe that these paths of righteousness, which he is leading us in, are the way for us to have the abundant life that he's promised us. We'll live the life that results in the blessings because we'll be able to receive the blessings, will be where the blessings are being given out. And I believe that he's leading us in righteousness sake. So if we are not living a life that exhibits the righteousness of God, clearly we're not following the shepherd. And we need to really stop for a moment and take a survey of our life and make sure that we have committed our life to him and that we are dedicated to him. 
Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, the rod and the staff has a couple of different usages for the shepherd. One, that hook, you can grab them around the neck and kind (laughs) of gently pull them through. You can also prod them along in the way that they need to go. If they go astray, kind of get them to back, come along. And it says they comfort him. And this, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there are times in our lives that we have troubles and storms and heartache and pain. That's just going to happen because that's what this life and world is full of. But he takes his staff and doesn't let us get too far. And he prods us back in and he moves us back in the way. And that's why I'm saying that as as sheep following the shepherd, we can't stay in sin for any length of time because he's going to draw us back and we're going to have a response to the to the rod and the staff, and it's going to be a comfort to know, hey, it may not feel good for a moment, but Jesus loves me, this I know, and he'll come to the thicket. He'll come to the place where I've strayed, and he will pick me up, and he will bring me in, and he will comfort me, and I am comforted in knowing that I cannot escape the watch, care, and love of the Father and the shepherd. I love that in that verse too, it says, I'm not going to fear evil for the Lord is with me, right? I, he is with me at all times. I'm not going to fear that evil is going to keep me either, like what you said, right? Because because the Lord is going to use that rod and that staff to keep us in the path that we're supposed to be. And he's also going to use that rod and that staff, I think too, to, to keep away, right, those that are coming after you know after us right there's there's protection there's it to me the rod and the staff are the keeping us where we need to be drawing us back prodding us to where we need to be and also protecting us from things that would cause us to be fearful and he's always with us he'll never leave us nor forsake us so in the good times the bad times in glory in defeat in victory when we're doing the right thing, when we've strayed, he comes and gets us. He's always with us. And verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I love that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. First of all, I see that as a table between me and my enemies. Right, you, in between them. You got to get through what he's given me as a blessing in order to get to me, enemy. And I love that I am eating and feasting in his presence, on his bounty, while the enemies are looking on. I'm safe and I'm happy and I'm satisfied. And what he has given me and built for me is between me and the enemy. And the enemy has to watch while God blesses, protects, provides, and gives me his favor. And he anoints what he anoints, right? That verse Amen. talks about how he anoints, you know, our head, the, our head with oil. But, you know, we talk about, 
certain parts of our lives being anointed or, or, or prayers being anointed or speech being anointed. Like they have the, the presence of the Lord on them. So what is in between you and your enemy is anointed, right? It is from him. It is given from him. And then my cup runneth over. And if that, if nothing, other, no other verse probably other than John 10, 10 that speaks to living the abundant life probably speaks to abundance other than you have more than enough, right? Our cups run over. Amen. And that anointing is his favor and his touch and his hand upon us. You know, and it is, it is a comforting favor. I love it. And then the final verse of Psalm 23 is, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It just doesn't get any better than that, folks. The shepherd is going to cover me with goodness and mercy. And he is going to continually bathe me. And it's going to be in my presence. It's going to come after me. And when it's all said and done, the shepherd's taking me home. To dwell with him forever. You know, I think that this, you know, this may be one of those psalms that we do often read in times of sadness and at funerals and things like that. But this is a psalm that has such joy in it. I think it's a psalm that we should read often. Yeah. Not just in times of sadness, because I think that this psalm has so much encouragement in it. It could be a preventative, you know, to, to, to sadness. So I would just encourage, you know, everyone, as, as we go through these psalms, find the ones, and maybe this isn't your psalm, but find the ones that really resonate with you. Because if they're resonating with your heart, it's because the Lord is using that particular passage to speak to you. And I just encourage people to, to go over them again and again and again. Psalms 23 for me is one that I go back to all the time. I mean, I read it a lot. And it's one that I go over my head a lot. And I'm thankful that it's not just one that for me only, only comes about in times of sadness. I think it's a wonderful thing to think about that anytime we're in stress or just when you get up in the morning, hey, I'm not alone. The Lord is my shepherd. He's a personal. I may not have a lot in this world, but the Lord is mine. And to realize that he is going to stay with you and comfort you and give you the things that you need and to understand that he will prepare a table and your enemies will be watching you feast and that surely goodness and mercy is going to follow after you. And that he cares enough to come after you with his rod and his staff. Well, this has been amazing, Erica. And I love the fact that we are able to just spend time even in the familiar Psalms. And we hope that this has been something that has piqued your interest and stirred your mind and heart for Jesus. And until we are with you again, be safe. And serve the Lord. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. 
We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Just knows whatever happens